Man, it's been so hot lately that um, I feel like being Uncle Frank right now from Hellraiser probably wouldn't be so bad. Oh, because of the whole you know lack of skin thing. Yeah, it's like a good way to really beat the heat. <laughs> okay, let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his freckles, <laughs> butt cheeks are all over it, and uh, right near the trophy. And somebody like took the trophy and was like pretending to shove the head of the trophy in his ass <laughs> a few times. <laughs> um, I mean, that was recent, right? Maybe yeah. we're just not young and hip enough to know who DJ Freaky. Free Kellogg cereal <laughs> is. When they when they changed the catch rule this last time, I was like, "Fuck you guys! I don't even care anymore." Welcome to Media Pod Smash. I am your host, Jeremy Jordan, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Ryan. Finally. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jeremy. It's really good to see you. Like, yeah, good to see you too, man. It's been a while. Yeah, man. I haven't <laughs> seen you since Tecmo a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Long but... time no see. <laughs> It's been a while since we had a real recording, though, because... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried to do one in person at your place for Tecmo, but it didn't really work out. Hmm. Yeah, my SD card shit itself, so... It just wasn't meant to be... It was a good hour, too. Like, we would have had a good, solid episode there. We talked about the USFL, and I think... And we talked about the NFL and a bunch of other random bullshit, but... It's lost to time. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah. And then you so, just have to re-record it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll get but, it next time, right? We'll do it next time if it works out. Yeah. We can do another one. Probably won't a be a backup the... SD card. Yes. We'll just get two uh recorders running simultaneously. You'll just draft <laughs> a backup SD card to fill in for that week. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Then it won't affect your playoffs. <laughs> perfect because then we won't have to make any rule changes exactly 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 i have a feeling that there might be a conversation like that coming up later in the show but people Ooh. will just have to stay tuned <laughs> they will yeah it's pretty controversial yeah yeah so i was still able to make uh some sort of recording out of what i had left over from that weekend and Ooh. It turned into a Tecmo documentary, which is available now on the YouTube channel. So everyone go check that out. It's very cool. I've seen it. Very entertaining. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so what do you think about that whole weekend? How How did things go? How was Tecmo? Well, I actually thought the night before was great and getting ready for it was great. Um, Things set up went pretty well, and uh, the tournament itself uh, was pretty good. Um, Mifflin ended up having a, a greater impact than I thought it would. Uh, the plaza got pretty busy. 
Yeah. There's a lot more people there <laughs> than when we go when it's dead. And even that place like starts to fill up at the, on the dead night when nothing's going on in Madison, you know? Um, so not surprisingly Mifflin like really filled that place out. Like they did not need us there to make <laughs> money that night. They had lines of people yeah. at the bar that night. Um, and that back room that we play in like filled up later on. Um, but we did have that, uh, awkward time in the middle there in the late afternoon where these group of college kids just kind of came in and took over part of the room. And it was weird because we thought they were with somebody that was in the tournament because they were like near them over there. Yeah. And there were like a (laughs) bunch of people just hanging out, like sitting down on the pool table, watching one of the groups play one of their games so it definitely seemed like they were all together yeah they were like it was weird it was like they're having a darts tournament or something they were playing darts and there was oh, a lot yeah. of hooing yeah. and hawing and like i don't know like they're they're allowed to play darts back there it was just like a big group that just kind of like took over part of the room there and i mean I'm, I said many times that day, and I'll say it now, it's, uh, I'll be happy when we get our original weekend back. So when we're there, you know, in March, we'll yeah. have that uh, special weekend back for us. And uh, we won't have to worry about that as much. It'll be your typical, you know, a group will come back there uh, toward the end of what we're doing. Um, and it'll be a lot more manageable for us. And we'll probably have a bigger group ourselves. So that'll help mm-hmm. fill everything out, too. Yeah. But um, got a little dramatic there when uh, this like socially awkward kid that was with that group. Um, I originally thought he was on his own, and because he was like sitting and playing on one of our Tecmos. Yeah. And then we had to play a game, and somebody went over there and was like, "Hey, guy, we got to play our game." And the dude wasn't totally with it. He was just kind of like, "Oh, yeah." Oh, okay. And he's like sitting there still. Yeah. Like he just, <laughs> he wasn't ready to give it up yet. Yeah. He didn't get it. He was probably drunk right? or, or just, uh, you know, not with it. Maybe. I don't know. He seemed kind well, of weird. He didn't believe that all that stuff belonged to us. He, he was like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't yours or this is yours. Like this isn't the bars. And we're like, yeah, this belongs to us. We brought it from home. Like, get the fuck <laughs> off from our house. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yeah. go now. <laughs> yeah, that guy was the worst of the night. Um, and then one of his buddies that was playing darts. I, I didn't see it, but I just heard about it later. Like, I guess he grabbed the trophy and was like parading around with it and like yeah. going up and down with it. Well, um, he, he took it all the way to the bar and like was showing some guy sitting at the end but like we didn't try to stop him right away because i just like assumed he was like gonna come back after like a few steps because it was like okay like you got us guy like they'll bring it back but like he didn't and then we're like okay and then garrett finally like went out and took care of it but it's just like yeah what a fucking dumbass well like was it the guy in blue that you're talking about or the, oh, the blonde maybe. kid with the, the weird kid that sat at the, the TV? Oh, no, I was talking about the uh, other guy. The like, I think he had like slicked back hair, maybe. The blue guy? Yeah, or the... I think he was wearing blue. Yeah. Okay. 
not the guy that was sitting at the game, the not technical him. game, but okay. No. Yeah. So actually what I remember happening was Garrett told me, he's like, Hey, uh, the trophy's gone. Yeah. And, uh, and then I looked and I saw the weird kid that, <laughs> so the weird kid that was sitting at our Tecmo that didn't understand that we're having a tournament and he can't just take up our equipment yeah. and have it for himself. And I didn't take the hint that he should go away. Um, and then who sat on the pool table and his like, he had like a big plumber's ass. Oh, yeah. and, like his butt cheeks were like just taking up the pool table. Yeah, and, they, uh, they got on us about putting drinks on that thing, but this guy's ass is like hanging out over the top yeah, of it. Yeah, his freckles, <laughs> butt cheeks are all over it and uh, right near the trophy. And somebody like took the trophy and was like pretending to shove the head of the trophy in his ass <laughs> a few times. <laughs> um, but I saw him. So when Garrett told me that, I saw him walking out of the bar. Oh. So I like, what actually happened was, I, I don't know. So I guess I don't know if you knew this or not, but I walked after him and I said, hey, fucker, like out loud at the bar. And he was two steps from getting outside the door. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was two steps from walking outside with it. And he had like a chuckle face, like, <laughs> and so I like told him, hey, fucker. And he like kind of just like, gave me the like trophy when I walked up to him and like snatched it away from him. And I went <laughs> straight to the bar and uh, told the dude like, Hey, you know, where's your manager manager came over and was like, Hey, this fucker in the Wisconsin sweatshirt stole her trophy. And the dude just beelined it straight to the back. And the guy went back to the pool table and just like sat down and the dude beelined it back and just told him, get the fuck out. I did see that part. Yeah. And he was all sad and like, walked out and then the group was all like oh my god and like left shortly after that it was amazing it was a great result yeah um <laughs> that was awesome yeah I, so yeah it's it was nice that someone was so quick to do something about it and uh, yeah yeah I'm yeah that sure. definitely helped make going there again to do tecmo a lot easier because uh, i think the guy later and the guy said oh yeah you guys got history here that kid has no history here, so <laughs> it was an easy decision oh that's awesome yeah yeah uh, i'm sure he's thinking hmm, let's see the guys that uh give us tips all day or this fucking <laughs> asshole with his ass hanging out who right. hasn't even bought a single drink in the past hour <laughs> the guys who come and basically spend money for like 10 hours straight yeah, yeah like uh, li literally <laughs> or some fat kid who, who plants his butt cheeks on our felt <laughs> um yeah. But yeah i heard later that the some kid like blue uh, maybe the slick back hair kid that you're talking about, like was parading around with the trophy. And then he gave it to the kid in the Wisconsin sweatshirt and was like, here, take it out of the bar. And then oh. he started going. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so that sucked, but then they left and uh, then it was all right after that. Yeah. No um, more incidents after that. But it was, it was really weird. It was like, we didn't know that they didn't know those people. And then they tried to walk off with the trophy, which honestly it's Mifflin. So I'm not surprised, but um, we don't want that to happen. No. And uh, it was really awesome of the Plaza to uh, just take care of it right away for us. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, cool. Yeah. And yeah. that was really the like only time I could think of in all the, the years that there really has been an incident like that. Yeah, we've never had a problem. We've we've always had the trophy 
on the pool table. And this time after that happened, somebody was like, I don't think you should put it back there again. Put it here between all of us. <laughs> yeah. So it can't be taken again. And that was probably a good call on Mifflin. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the first incident. I think the the only other awkward time was like, you know, just toward the end of one year, a group sat at that table that has the big TV with the uh, Nintendo there. Oh, yeah. And it's funny that actually kind of naturally happened this year, too. Like a group just sat at that table and was like moving some Nintendo stuff off the side. So I just took it off, started unplugging it, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's usually all we really ever get. We don't have anybody. Oh, and then we usually have our typical during the day, which happened. We had like a little kid and then like a few guys, uh, like a dad with his kids at one point. They just kind of pop in in the doorway and like look around for a second, kind of like bewildered and then just walk out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there, there were actually a few people that people knew at the techno thing that did come in that sort of walked in like zombies. I think they were drunk or something, but like they walked in like zombies, just sort of like, <laughs> like they were going somewhere, but they weren't, <laughs> but then they started talking to somebody that they do. It was like, oh. oh, okay. They know that guy, but they seemed like they were like randos at first hmm. cause they just kind of like wandered in. Yeah. But yeah when we have our dead weekend back and uh like i say i think it wouldn't be hard for us to get more people than we did um but even if we don't like we've we've had less people we've had more people and we've still been able to you know have that back room yeah pretty much to ourselves until the end so yeah 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 it was nice i i was surprised at how fast that place filled up at the very end of the night too oh like, yeah that was yeah. that back room got packed <laughs> i guess there's no bar um left empty on a busy <laughs> night like that yeah um and the plaza is pretty cool so i it guess is cool. you know yeah i'm not surprised um but I just didn't think that there'd be that many people out on Mifflin night because uh, Mifflin is not the same event that it used to be. Um, it used to be like a like people would come from like all the colleges in the state yeah. and show up there and party. Um, now it's like I feel like more localized to the school. You know, maybe some people come out, but <clears throat> they don't do everything in the streets anymore, and they have cops with like like fold up chairs lined up on lawns um, <laughs> to like arrest people and like buses to come and pick people up and take them like down to the station and shit. Um, like they're, so they're pretty cracked down on it nowadays. Whereas it used to be like raping and stabbing and pissing everywhere. And you could drink in the street and they had concerts at houses and, um, and the city sponsored it like in the late 2000s and that was their big mistake. Cause then that shit happened and they became liable. And then they're like, all right, now we're, now we're shutting it down. Yeah. It's our problem. It's like, they never should have done that. They never should have made it officially sanctioned, but maybe something precipitated that to make them adopt it. I don't know, but I'm sure they thought they could make money off it. Sure. Yeah. And then when <laughs> stuff went down, I was reading, I guess, uh, the year they first started cracking down, they made it so you couldn't be in the street and they had a bunch of cops out there. And they also said like, Oh, if you live at a house, like call in anyone you don't know, and we'll come arrest them. Um, so that was like the first year they started cracking down and they arrested, um, uh, money ball. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, not money ball. Uh, 
I don't know. One of the Badgers running backs, maybe it was Money Paul. Who was the who was the Badgers running back that was an alcoholic and he like got drafted by the Broncos and just was terrible? He oh. dropped out of the league. Who was that? It was that guy, wasn't it? Yeah, was it Moneyball? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Drafted in 2013. Yeah, there you go. There's practically yeah. no stats. Yeah. That's the guy. That's him. <laughs> check his Broncos <laughs> profile. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So he got marched down the thing and arrested. But I, apparently there was a uh, Blackhawks NHL player that was down there. And he, like, <sighs> got accused of sexual assault and, like, Ooh. assault on someone else and then like went to a bar and like roughed up people too like, got in a lot of trouble so he was like one of the more notable people besides money all that got arrested that night why can't people and... just fucking control themselves or <laughs> <laughs> well, getting trashed i was yeah. out that day and i was trashed out of my gourd it was a fun night but yeah i was definitely not doing anything uh sadistic like that guy yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> well what yeah. about uh the halloween thing do they still do that yeah yep they actually do still do that that's in the street state street still uh, okay. close it off um so apparently they don't have problems with raping and stabbing there oh Guess... it was because of the out-of-towners and stuff i don't know how many people from out of town go to freak fest you know right. maybe that's it might be more local that makes sense. It's probably like uh, just too cold too to like get up to like too many shenanigans. It's too cold might be to it. rape people. <laughs> it might be too cold to rape people. It, might it be is too... pretty cold at Freak Fest. Yeah. You got extra layers and <laughs> the girls that go scantily clad, like wow. That's that's brutal. Um yeah. I did I did go as Jason one year to Freak Fest and it was cold. And yeah. I did just like a thin, like t-shirt, undershirt grade t-shirt um, with like a bloody fake machete nice. and that mask, nice. that mask. <laughs> um, and jeans. So the jeans were okay, but I was in that t-shirt and, you know, you get drunk, but yeah, like I was still like, even drunk. I was like, I'm drunk. So like, I'm, I know I'm cold, but I'm not like super sad because I'm wasted, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Like you like you said, it must be the cold or something, because that's packed with people still. Right. They still have live concerts for that. I oh, think. do they? Um yeah, they did before the pandemic. That was fun. I, I remember going to see Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac year. Miller yeah. played there. Yeah. And they got a bunch of side stages and like the featured people, like right at the end. Yeah. Um let me I wonder who they've featured recently. I wonder if they've done that. Freak Fest 2021, right? That would have been. Yeah. Oh, Freak Fest 2021. Donnie Disco presents. Hmm. Wait, that might be another <laughs> random one. Uh, it's at the Res Expo Center. I don't know where that is. Ooh, it was canceled. Big surprise. Oh. Dane County was pretty big on being really careful. So yeah. it's not surprising. Freak Fest 2022. Madison having Creek Fest this year. Oh, it's canceled, they say, for the 2021 one. Ah, oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go look at 2019. So, obviously, they haven't done it since. So maybe they'll do it this year. Um, here we go. Here's the lineup for October 26, 2019. Okay. 
at the Mountain Dew stage at the Capitol Square. So I think that's where Mac Miller played, and that's where the headliners are. Um, Lil Yachty, along with Webster X, Mick or Mike Kellogg, what? DJ Mondo, and Alexander Kane. Mike Kellogg? Does he sing about cornflakes? I know, right? <laughs> His name is M-I-C Kellogg. Hmm. Uh, Never really heard of any of these people. I mean, Little Yachty, well, the only thing I know about him was that he had a cross promotion with Reese's Puffs once. <laughs> really? Yeah. He was like the number one listed guy. <laughs> he, was, he was on a box of Reese's Puffs. That was the weirdest branding I've ever seen. Wow, maybe them getting Mac Miller was like luck for them because the 2018 they had tell me if you recognize any of these people okay mr wives nope tank and the bongas nope big freedia <laughs> nope <laughs> lex allen nope gender confetti <laughs> no and dj boyfriend with three r's <laughs> oh my god that's no i've never heard of any of those Feels was, like you're speaking some alien language. Yeah, right. <laughs> was Mac Miller on the rise, like underground still, or was he was mainstream at the time? Right. He was mainstream. Yeah, he had yeah. that knock knock song. Yeah, was yeah, huge. that was huge. Yeah. That was like on everybody's. That was on our party playlist. Yeah, for Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was big. So I don't know what happened. Unless we're just out of touch, and those people are that. Huge. That could be. Yeah. We're out of touch. Um, or they got lucky and landed Mac Miller. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I don't know those other what about, okay, those let's, people. Let's go further back. <laughs> There's got to be someone we recognize. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that was recent, right? Maybe yeah. we're just not young and hip enough to know who DJ Freaky Freak Kellogg Serial <laughs> is. Um. Freak Fest 2017 lineup. Yeah, what's the 20? Okay, here it is. Uh, Mute Math. Okay, nope. Twelves. <laughs> Quiku Collins. Oh no. <laughs> and the University of Wisconsin's DJ Mondo. No, I never. A heard DJ? Of Does he sing? No. Does oh, he turn my the table. God. <laughs> What's up, Freak Fest? Don't look at 2016. <laughs> Make some noise. <laughs> Is it bad? 2016. I don't recognize any of those people either. Oh no. <laughs> so then you could go ahead and skip that one. Where's the lineup? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> yeah, like literally. I mean, I'd be surprised if maybe the first guy. You probably might know that one. Really? Anderson Pock. Cooper. Is that how it's pronounced? Anderson Pock. No, I don't. Okay. Is it Anderson dot Pock? Is there a dot know. there? I don't, it is a, there is a dot there, but I don't even know if you pronounced that. The Free Nationals, St. <laughs> Paul and the Broken Bones Harmar Superstar. Uh-huh. Diane Coffee Sweet Spirit. These sound like chill bands that you'd like go to a beatnik coffee place <laughs> to hear. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. What the fuck? Okay, so Mac Miller must have been like a. I'm going to go ahead and say that people do not come from out of Madison to, to yeah. come to Freak Fest <laughs> unless it's someone like a big headliner. Maybe they started doing uh, 
a lot of unknown bands and stuff on purpose so that they wouldn't get Ooh. out of staters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could be. Yep. Like, yep. Conspiracy. They probably got some naughty uh, folks to come out and uh, <sighs> grab butts during that Mac Miller one. Um, I can't even find any older lineups than the 2016 one. Yeah, I'm just seeing like stupid pictures of like people at Freak Fest, but not like the lineup names. Uh, yeah. So here's one from 2015, like recalling Mac Miller. That's like, okay, clearly you guys have not had anyone good up to 2015. Cause that was like 2011, right? Or 2012? Uh, it feels like it was around that time. Yeah. 20, yeah, 2012, 20. 2011 was when we did the back to back double kegger weekend. And I don't think we went to Freak Fest for that. Uh, right. Yeah. So it, then it was 2012. Yeah. Was it? I'm pretty damn sure. Cause I was, um, I was retail man. Oh, nice. And yeah. I wouldn't have been working in Walmart in 2011. Like, I, well, I just started in like the November of 2011, I think. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, way back. Yeah. Um, 2015 has time flies there. They okay, were able, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, they were, I don't, do you know their music? I don't know if I've heard them. Not really. No. I mean, I think I might've like walked in, stumbled into one of their concerts once on a drunken evening, but, uh, nice. <laughs> I don't think I really like would recognize Summerfest or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's Chase Rice and Mr. Wives. Do you know who they are? Nope. Okay. So time flies. That yeah. If it's someone that like people know about, then I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Like your little <laughs> festival got somebody. So 2015 is when we first started really becoming grown men. Yes. We come out of touch and don't know who Slappy Slappy the bike shop singer is. <laughs> um uh the headliner oh 2014 headliner was uh hip-hop group atmosphere they were something oh now we're talking yeah atmosphere is awesome okay yeah now now you're talking about language (laughs) i would have liked to see them so what the hell then so they were doing something right so 2015 and prior and then (laughs) maybe somebody complained they weren't going like locally grown enough or something yeah. Um, <laughs> feature headliners 2013. Nobody of note. Matt and Kim. Neon oh, they're, Indian. They're pretty big. Matt and Kim is pretty big. What's Matt and Kim? They're like a indie rock kind of. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's a big name you'd say? Yeah. Uh, they had a pretty big song. Uh, Daylight was probably their biggest hit. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you would probably recognize it if you heard probably. it. Probably. Yeah. I think it was in movies. Um, uh, what was it called? Daylight? Daylight, yeah. Matt and Kim YouTube. Would I recognize it right away or do you have to kind of... Yeah, probably right away. It's got a oh. very recognizable melody. Okay. Just got to watch this Wendy's breakfast biscuit commercial. <laughs> uh, made with fresh eggs, square patty, and uh, various ingredients. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Those biggie bag commercials from Wendy's are actually pretty funny. Okay, I'm hearing it now.
recognize that <laughs> yeah, yeah i've heard this yeah that would definitely be the song everybody probably go <sighs> yeah or at the stage i bet um, you guys didn't think we were gonna do this one <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna lead with this one <laughs> start high and then bum you out just kidding now you could all leave <laughs> yeah right um okay yep 2012 was mac miller okay second name was big gigantic so it's do you know yeah. who that is? We were blackout wasted by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Big gigantic. <laughs> woo! Yep. That would yeah. have been perfect. Yeah, I never, for never heard of them. No. Uh, 2011, we know, I don't remember anybody going to actual Freak Fest when we had those keggers, unless we didn't do it that weekend. But it was during Halloween, right? Yeah, it was, but I don't remember going to it. I don't think anybody did. I don't remember anybody being like, oh, you're having your party here, but like Freak Fest is over there. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Um, and their lineup has nobody noteworthy. I don't think. Hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Murs and JC Brooks and Uptown Sound. Never heard of them. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Uptown Sound. Oh, no. <laughs> LA rapper Murs and the up and coming Chicago soul revivalists, JC Brooks and the Uptown Sound. That's what oh. they had. I might have heard of Murs. Murr, like frankincense. <laughs> yeah, gold, frankincense, and Murs. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, Murs. Let's see. Ooh, country acts and local faves will play Freak Fest 2010. Ooh. Yeah, I guess we really got in at the right time. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Mac Miller sounds like the best one that, out of every of those. Oh, for played. sure. <laughs> He's the only name that really pops. That's like, oh, shit. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Like, we got to be down there for that. Yeah. Maybe um, atmosphere, too. Like, I, if I would have known about atmosphere back then maybe i would have gone to see them too you mean like you weren't aware that they were playing there or that you weren't really into them at the time um a little mixture of both like i knew of atmosphere back then but i wasn't as into them so and i didn't know that they were at freak fest so but ooh, so these are okay okay because at least if you're wasted you know some of the songs um but in 2009 they had Third Eye Blind. Oh. And Cage the Elephant. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They had two good names. What the hell happened? Wow. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> like, apparently, it's not popular to have, like, OAR headline Freak Fest 2008. Damn. And they were, like, the... They were like that weird Summerfest band that were there every year and you had to yeah. go because chicks would be there. <laughs> That's what I remember from that. It was like, we got to go away because there's going to be chicks. <laughs> and there was. There was yeah. a lot of girls at that uh, That one. So are, are they like a stoner band? I remember their music sounds like. <laughs> I just remember scoping out girls. Um, uh, dancing with chicks and all that. So, yeah, it does sound like it's uh, gotten a lot different. But, again, it just could be a case of us being out of touch. Yeah. And, and it, it maybe they've always been relevant and never declined. 
It's, it seems up and down, perhaps. Well, well, then maybe <laughs> lately we're out of touch because, like, <laughs> in 2007, their nationally touring headliner was Lifehouse. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I've heard of Lifehouse. Are they good? I mean, they're like, I guess they're known. The, though, the, so. I don't like. I'm not a, a fan, but I'm sure like they were popular. Like they had that one "Hanging by a Moment" song. Hanging by a moment. Is it like yeah. mainstream or? Yeah, uh, it's like I think it's called just "Hanging by a Moment." Lifehouse. Hanging by a moment here. <laughs> I gotta you. hear this. <laughs> Right after this Chase Secure Banking commercial, or it's over. <laughs> oh, wow. This screams 90s grunge yeah. to me. It's like they're, they, they're in the wrong era. <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> I don't really oh, know. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, this was... I think they still play this on the radio. Yeah. But I don't know what else they had besides that song. So I don't know how exciting that concert would have been. Maybe they were actually really good. I just, I don't know. Don't know really anything about them besides that. And then it picks up, which is good, because that would be a little too chill if the whole song was like the lead-in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it make me want to, like, <laughs> chill and smoke weed in the middle of State Street, sit down. <laughs> but they pick it up, start yelling a little louder. Okay, yeah. So, so, like, they'll have a headliner that has a big song, and then, you know, yeah, a lot of other ones to go with it. If you so, give a moose a muffin, he'll want some jam to go with it. He will. Yeah. If you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> Ooh, is that the sequel? Yeah. <laughs> the award-winning sequel? Dude, Madison is so crazy. It's like Mifflin Street Block Party started in the 70s. Holy fuck, really? Um, yeah, like just students did it. And um, apparently uh, State Street Halloween Party was before Freak Fest sponsored, like the city sponsored and called it Freak Fest. Mm. Um, they renamed it that in 2006 mm. when the city did it. But before that, it started in the 70s. And I'm reading the wiki page about it, State Street Halloween Party. and like tons of Madison students would just get trashed and filled state street starting in the seventies. And it would just be Halloween state street. party. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Grassroots shit like that is awesome. Like they should have just left everything alone, but I'm sure like they were a problem before the city sponsored it. And then they tried to like clean it up and couldn't control it. And then they had to crack down on it. Um, part of me wishes they couldn't control it and it just got worse. (laughs) Like the riot, like the constriction made them riot more. But, um, yeah, yeah, like it was so Mifflin was so like pure cool because just people everywhere and like people did bands like just on their porches. Right. Like that's so cool. Yeah. But it kind of makes me kind of makes me feel disappointed that people didn't rebel and take it back. But you'd have had a lot of, you know, trust fund kids getting arrested, (laughs) (laughs) sacrificing their 
perfect records getting blemished. Right. Uh, that that Vietnam era passion that just doesn't <laughs> exist today. People were burning their draft cards and feeling uh, like they're already on the run. No, they just they don't have that energy anymore. No. 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 They'll just go to the officially sanctioned concert and stay out of the street and go to a house they're invited to and yeah. It and I'm sure it'll come around now. Just wait a few years and we might see some rebels start to come up again. They'll go to the bar and take the trophy and yeah, there you go. See that out. That's the start of it. Those yep. guys are the leaders. The energy the is there. The energy is there. They just need to direct it at torching cars and flipping them. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. I like in the wiki page how like it literally says um rioters <laughs> or like uh Oh, it says by the 2000s, the State Street Halloween party grew so large, it culminated in rioting and vandalism, theft, arson, property damage, assault. So pretty much Mifflin before the city like took it over. There were arsons? Yes, that's what it says. Oh my God. It was just go to the corner of a building with a lighter and <sighs> try to get the, the vinyl <laughs> siding started on fire. I've never been so excited at a party <laughs> that I thought about burning something to the crowd. I know. <laughs> That's it's like really, really amped up right there. <laughs> We're in a different time. Milwaukee was so well behaved after the Bucks won the oh. uh someone I guess someone got shot. I heard and then like I saw a broken tree. Otherwise uh Oh, I thought the, people were going to burn cars and flip them. But. For the championship last year? Yeah, for the NBA Finals. Um, yeah. They just showed, like, video. Like, there was cameras, and it was. it felt like they were hoping to see carnage, but everybody just kind of, like, peacefully walked home. Yeah. There was actually but, more carnage last night than... Oh, yeah? Yeah, did you hear about that? No, I kind of, oh. like, live under a rock on purpose oh. now, but what happened? Uh... There was a shooting on Water Street. Oh my God! Yeah, there was like uh, seventeen people or something wounded. Uh, <laughs> luckily, no one. I don't think anyone actually died, which is very. Wow, that's I, like a miracle. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a little gif of like people running in all directions from an intersection. Yeah, I was watching a live incident response video on Facebook of it. Uh, someone was doing like a live report, and uh, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, you always just uh, hear about stuff like that happening in Milwaukee, but uh, to that extent, it's pretty big, especially with such a large uh, event going on. There's so many people out there. I remember when we went out to see the box play that one playoff game. Yeah, last summer, which was a lot of fun. It was really cool, but there was so many people there, and I was yeah. like, you know, all it takes is one person to come out there and uh, like pull out my gun. And, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like uh, South Park's R. Kelly impression, um, <laughs> and then you know, it just caused mass chaos. Like I remember, actually, I don't know if you remember this, but we like we walked down like some alleyway between two buildings that was just packed with people like tvs and like sports bars and like it yeah. was by that open area by the um what do you call the new place 
the deer district is that what you're the deer about? district next to the whatever stadium it's called now oh Pfizer Pfizer yeah yeah uh, we went like to the side away from the Pfizer and it was like this like alleyway like yeah. between like two sports bars it was like packed with people and I just I actually was a little concerned about being in there I was like we're fucked yeah yeah <laughs> if anything if there's crushing or if there's yeah crushing like somebody get panics and there's crushing like we're fucked can't move right. in here yeah, I remember that. That was really tight. Um, yeah, yeah. I think about that stuff now a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially after that like terrible concert. Which I don't know if anything happened, but it sounds like uh, there were no consequences. That's bizarre. No answers for people, you know, that have dead family from that. I don't understand that. Like someone, I feel like has to be held responsible in some capacity. Apparently, crushing <sighs> is uh, just one of those things. Like it's a tornado. An act, you yeah. wouldn't plan that. An act of God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even um, though they claim, you know, that there were issues with how things were set up. I mean, it just the video of that was just—it was unsettling. It made me think, like. Are we a part of a civilized society or are we all animals really? Like, yeah, we're animals. Like walking a fine line between being psychotic zombies or uh, like being able to be civil. Like when they showed the people coming in, the, what was it, the early line for like yeah. special gear? And I guess the guy who was doing the concert, you've heard all about this, but like uh-huh. for people listening, the guy doing the concert promotes like, not anarchy, but like people to like break the rules and fuck shit up and like do whatever they want. And like, I guess he like encouraged people to like break through the line and go get his merch. Yeah. And like people did. Yeah. And people were being crushed <laughs> at the gate. And it was just like, what the fuck? It's almost like if you're a huge star, you influence people. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, I know. Who would have thought? And how dare they consider this guy accountable? That's not fair. No, I mean, he's just, he's an entertainer. He's just, he's an, it's entertainment. Yeah, they should have known. <laughs> it's a brand. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't understand. He might, I, I'm sure he's, uh, he's got some really good lawyers. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's got like friends in high places too. Like, there was some like big names I thought I heard that were like hanging out with them like right afterward, like older, like hip hop and rappers and stuff. Oh, okay. Like played golf with them and like hung out with them right after that. So, really? <laughs> friends in high places, I guess. Yeah. Wasn't Drake at that Astro World thing too? I think so. Yeah. I thought you he know. made a guest appearance. He was he was singing a song, I think, with guy yeah in one of those videos that was like people were being crushed and people were like it was you know the confusion the chaos and people were screaming and they're like why are they still playing you know like while people were (laughs) 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 that crushing phenomenon is weird it's like something that i make sense but was something i just was not aware of and it's a really odd phenomenon it's so terrifying to think about yeah, because you just it can happen, and then once it does happen, you 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 can't do anything. You can't get out. Yeah, 
and God forbid, like you fall to the ground, like in some of the people at that concert, like if you hit the ground, then your chance of getting back is like, it's yeah. almost nothing. Yeah. The thought of being suffocated slowly by being crushed all over your body and you can't do anything about it is pretty terrifying. Might as well yeah. be fucking buried alive. Oh God. Yeah. For, yeah. For real. This is just reminding me now of like going down those rabbit holes over the winter. Yeah. <laughs> it being a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> death, possible death, Reddit, subreddits. And yeah. uh, like I was bored one night, like and looking up nine 11 stuff. And I was like, you know, what are, what's some more stuff about it? You know, I was just curious. And afterward I was like, you know, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. That's yeah. I didn't need to see that. There's nothing to be gained. <laughs> it, it made me, um, you know, realize even more how awful it was. Cause you sort of get like the, it's kind of a morbid way to say it, but the children's book version where planes, towers, buildings come down. But it's like you don't get to see the carnage and the blood and the body parts and the people falling out and like burn bodies and just uh, then you read like the stories of the people and all that shit. Um, but it like, you know, it's like yeah. the more detail you get, the more yeah. messed up and real it, it gets. It really refuels your hatred for those scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> Who are, I guess, taken care of, at least that generation of uh, guys. Yeah, we got a good chunk of them. And then uh, <laughs> now it's like the new age Yeah, of that group. Uh, unfortunately, they just keep, there's just, you kill a bunch and then more pop out. And it's a yeah. never ending battle, but you got to keep, you got to keep trying. Right. No matter how many civilians have to die along the way. Yeah. See, there's just nothing's perfect. You can't have everything. That's another life lesson for me as I got older was like, you know, when you're growing up, it's like good versus evil. Like we're the good guys. and They're the bad guys. And then you learn like the other stories, other people's versions of it. And then you find out that like, we go somewhere to help and then we sort of create our future problem. So we help this problem, but then we create this problem. Now we get to address that problem, create some more future problems. It's like, I do think some of the stuff is helpful. Yeah. But it's like, it's not perfect. You know, like you're not dropping a porcelain uh, gravy dervish on the floor and then sweeping it all into the pan and putting it in the garbage. It's like gravy dervish scatters everywhere and hides from you. <laughs> and then they come out with guns and bombs and like, okay, now how are we going to sweep this one up? Right. Come up with some cockamamie way to catch that one. And that'll turn into more gravy dervish smithereens. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is the analogy. Most people. <laughs> Plus, I mean, there's just a whole slew of hidden agendas so mm, you're mm -hmm. not just helping. There's a lot of other like things that are going on behind the scenes where you're like, we got to figure out a way to profit from doing these things. It's kind of fascinating. It's like, if I'm being like lazy just to paint my own picture, it's like layer upon layer 
of this and that. Like, if we're going to do this, why don't we do that? And so there's all these, like you said, agendas that just mix like tangled fishing line. And, you know, you, you try to pick it out to draw attention to like some of those, maybe the more severe ones, because probably so many things that you could point to. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's, there's agendas with that too. And it's like, what, what specific pieces do we want to pick out? Cause there's probably a lot of people who could be blamed for the same things with that stuff. Um, yeah. Cause you know, like in our own government, it's not like, like everything flips on a dime. Like we're still in a lot of places like for years, years and years, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, some stuff goes on so long that you sort of just forget that it even is going on. I mean, um, it just becomes like an afterthought and you're like, oh yeah, there actually is like a lot of fucking like turmoil and, <laughs> you know, other it's things sad, going but on. It like on, yeah. normalized. Yeah. 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 Like Ukraine, Russia, I heard someone make a comment like that. Russia says this is like their Iraq war or something, or somebody said this will be Russia's Iraq war. And like, meaning that it's going to drag on for years. Mm-hmm. This is a years long war. And this is only the beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, and now like, you know, it's, it's still on the news, which is good, but it's not all over the news. Now it's like, Oh yeah. Like this happened yesterday with the thing, which is good. Mm-hmm but then you can still see like donation links popping up on like browser extensions and stuff Yeah, for Ukraine. I guess, uh, I think they probably covered it enough for people who did pay attention to know that that hap or has at least happened, even though it's still happening. Yes. You have to be maybe reminded when you see it being like, Oh yeah, there's still shit going down there, but what can you do? That's the thing. Yeah. It's you like, could donate, but I mean, people only have so much money. Yeah. I mean, so, I could barely afford to buy a loaf of bread over here. You yeah. want me to donate to some fucking third world country? And there's, <laughs> there's turmoil everywhere too. I mean, That's, honestly, someone could easily point out like, sure, Ukraine, but <laughs> what about all the other places? For sure, yeah. I mean, there's I'm sure there's, that's problems. not the only war. Right. There's probably like a bunch of civil wars going on all over the place in like these African nations constantly. Well, the Middle East. Middle East, yeah. Still a hotbed for uh, skirmishes and... I yeah. don't know. I'm not an expert on it. Can't help everybody, so I'm going to probably just not do anything at all. I'm thinking of them. Yeah, they're in your thoughts. I'll say I'll say a few prayers for them. There you go. Yeah, that's something. I think you know. Yeah, I think one prayer equals um, ten simoleons. Yeah, you yeah. could sell the. the oof. I was going to say something that probably be in poor taste, but. You know, you could sell that picture that only gets one environment off your wall. Oh, yeah. Or or maybe the three environment, make a sacrifice, and it'll be like 75 back in civilians <laughs> that you could then donate. 
Yeah. I think cause. that's that's a good compromise. Like it's not your best piece of art, but it's still it's valuable yeah. enough. Yeah. 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 It's like that chick lying down like with the, on the red furniture. Oh yes. In the black dress. I yes. think that's one of the environment ones you could probably get yeah i I remember that one two or three (laughs) (laughs) what a great game yeah it is a perfect segue into sims 2 here (laughs) yeah from the ukraine ukraine to sims 2 (laughs) my god what a people didn't think we had it in us but you know we can (laughs) we can go from nuanced political topics to games in a heartbeat yeah yeah (laughs) we can do it all baby yeah (laughs) um how are we doing on time? Are we... Oh, we're killing it. If we ended it right now, we'd have more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should. Okay. Uh, how do we, do we want to, do you want to do the stupid questions book or do you want to save um, that for another time? I suppose uh, we might as well save it in case we have to break some emergency glass later on. Because I Right. Mean, yeah. Sometimes you draw a blank. I know I draw lots of blanks. Like. When you asked me, like, "Hey, what have you seen lately?" When you come out, when you came out a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't think of anything, <laughs> I was like, "Oh." I mean, uh, it is kind of a deep question. <laughs> it is. It's a hard one. Yeah. Um, but I did see a movie uh, with uh, Mark Wahlberg, and they were doing like treasure hunting or something. I don't oh, what it was called. Okay. The uh, I saw that in theater. Uncharted. Yeah, is that what it was called? With uh, Tom Holland and the young guy, they were trying yeah. to be sort of like National Treasure crossed with yeah. um, Eggsy Kingsman. Sure, yeah, it felt like okay, okay, yeah, sort of something like that. Yeah, so I saw that. How was that? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, was interesting. It was interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it was like super rewatchable for me, um, but they did something, and it was entertaining. You know, had some popcorn soda. And it was a good popcorn movie, I thought. Right on. You know that's based on a game, right? Oh, was that? That film yeah. was based on the video game? hmm Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see how closely it is to the actual games. That makes a lot of sense for some parts, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of it was like, what the f- this like uh i would imagine maybe the airplane scene tell me more uh did they have the, the part in there where he's like climbing from the, the crates that are hanging yes out? yeah that's yep. like directly ripped from the game okay yeah that makes so much sense now because there was a part where they were <laughs> falling from the airplane into the sea like later on in the film and uh it didn't make sense okay. how they survived that. Sorry, did I ruin something there? You've already played the no, game. No, not at so. all. I, I Yeah, I kind of... <laughs> I, I imagine I can figure out what's probably going to be in a lot of this movie. But Yeah, if they yeah. followed it closely. Yeah. Um, it's cool that Mark Wahlberg did it. Um, I'm glad I hadn't played the game because then, you know, you it's, it's kind of like when you've read the book and you mm-hmm. go and it's like, it's going to be disappointing. And you're going to come out going, ah... Oh, they didn't do this they didn't do that yeah stuff like that but uh, that's yeah that's what i love about the uh all the mcu movies all the marvel films because i'm like i never really read any of the comics and i have nothing to compare them to so i'm never Mm -hmm. let down 
Right. I don't care if I sound like a poser. <laughs> it's probably torture for the people who are really into the comics because like they have to see it and then they have to come to terms with how they feel about it. And yeah, it's probably bittersweet, I guess, where they'll be like, oh, the movie was great, but there is this and that. But when you get past that, you know, I don't know. Nicholas would be obviously the perfect like subject for an interview on that i mean you hear him in pcr talk about it pretty pretty frequently ish yeah and i mean it sounds like he seems to be on the side of he really just accepts the movies as they are and yeah. enjoys them so you kind of have to they can't yeah. do everything the same and if they did wouldn't that be boring yeah i mean who wants to see exactly the same thing that you read right it's yeah. like oh cool this is the comic but it's like yeah i mean i could just read the comic i guess whenever i feel like it and uh all right all right well i do have one more question for you before we finally conclude this thing Ooh! <laughs> since we did just have a friday the 13th i was wondering if you had any favorite jason moments oh wow yeah. can i put you on the spot here oh no um i don't know if we discussed this in the jason Voorhees, uh you know web video series that we did oh i'm sure it's a podcast <laughs> i'm sure it's come up um yeah, there's a lot of great moments like uh, Jason getting his head chopped by the propeller when he's you know underwater with the chain oh. around him. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Jason uh, coming out of the grave and Jason lives in the beginning and sort of with the way the camera pans around him or he like turns something like that. Mm-hmm. There was just something badass going on there that you know the series was taken a pretty sick turn mm-hmm. in a good way. Like Jason went from being um, like a bumbling freak to a sort of focused zombie mass murder. Uh, and you obviously got the one that you also picked, which was um, Jason coming out of the water in the first one at the end. Oh yeah. Taking her under. Classic. That's, that's i mean that i never saw that coming and it freaked me out the first time i saw it um and it looked it looked great the makeup and everything um jason walking through the freaking door which was then used everywhere in the game which is awesome yeah him going through the door in the final chapter i think it was uh is awesome um what else do we have? Uh, How about uh, in Manhattan where he kicks the, the boom box on the sidewalk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things. I feel like Jason was really out of his element there. <laughs> um, he doesn't quite have the grip over the city, I feel. Yeah. Um, he seems like a... It's it's not fitting for Jason to be a cog in a larger machine. He usually is the machine. Yeah. He's overstimulated. <laughs> <laughs> right. He doesn't like the kids' young music. He <laughs> likes the hick banjo. You know, like blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Derp, derp, derp. That's what he's used to. <laughs> yeah. Um 
And, uh, you know, I guess another one to throw in there that has top five, I think this is my fifth, unless I counted wrong. Um, him, uh, you know, him finding his way out to girl's house in the nearby, uh, suburb and, uh, getting her. And it's like, wow, Jason's pretty resourceful. Um, yeah. There's an element to him that's like, you know, very unpredictable and, uh, he'll get you. He'll find you. Yeah. I was really proud of him when he did that. Well, he made it that far. <laughs> really proud. <laughs> but he did yeah. a really good job there. So nice. I like those. I like those moments. There's a lot of great nice. ones. Yeah. A lot of are. great ones. Him getting his mask for the first time. I mean, that's an honorable mention, at least, if if not uh potentially breaking up in the top five there. Yeah, yeah. Um very, very iconic moment there. Um speaking of that moment in movie, uh the 80s flick flashback did a great episode on Friday the 13th part three. Did they? So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I got to check that out. Our friends over at the uh, 80s flick flashback. Oh, nice. Well, they're really our, they're sort of our mutual friends because they're more friends of PCR, but. Uh, oh, nice. They've got a really solid show. So I definitely recommend checking that one out. And what's the name of that again? If anybody listening. Um, it's a- the 80s flick flashback 80s flick flashback okay yep. perfect i think that's how you could i think that's their whole title put that on my phone definitely want to check that out can never hear enough coverage even after our deep dive and part three yeah um and they actually had a lot of trivia in there that i had not heard before um Ooh. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting facts. Like, um, I don't know if we actually covered this one or not, but they talked about how that lake in part three was just man-made. And um, oh, mm-hmm. they shot the whole thing in California. Yeah, I think we did yeah. cover that. But there was there was a lot of tidbits that I remember hearing at, at certain points that I was like, oh, interesting. Like, that's a new one. But um, of course, I've got foggy brain and I won't be able to recall any of them. But uh, there were definitely some interesting stuff in there. Yeah, I think I saw this on the because I bought the DVD series of Friday the Thirteenth, um, and that was I think that was in the special features. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, California, and they filled <laughs> a little like area of water. Like it wasn't even <laughs> you can't even call it a watering hole or a pond. It was just like a place you could fill with water. So like it. When now, when I see uh Pamela come out of the water, it's like that's shallow as fuck, and you can see how brown it is, yeah. And they very carefully like only show you the edges of this, you know. Yeah. Like, um, they do a really good job of um giving you just enough to let you know that you're by a lake, yeah. But I mean, it, it's 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 not like horribly shot. Like they, yeah, they did. Yeah, there's the dock. The dock. They do a nighttime shot at the dock, so you don't see how the water looks. That's right. How brown it is. Um, I mean, some lakes are like that. Yeah. Lake Winnebago is pretty dirty. Like you can't see in there. Um, You know, some mud lakes along rivers and by dams and stuff. Yeah. Um, We have one like that in our hometown. It's like really muddy. Exactly. So, you know, that that, that could happen. Mm hmm. yeah, that was really cool. Um, I think the I thought the cabin was still there and like you could tour it, or maybe they tore it down. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. One more, one more, just oh, to extend the time. One more, more, yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh one of my favorites uh from uh from a kid growing up was uh 
when the girl eating the banana gets stabbed uh-huh. in the head and she squeezes the banana too hard and it's like yeah. a close-up of the banana falling out of her hand because that's yeah. obviously setting the tension is we don't like our bananas squeezed too hard right exactly. you don't do that unless something <laughs> bad's happening and then like she's got like the chewed banana in her mouth or whatever but uh that was another another one there, there's so many i could yeah. go on and on there's jason part seven which was like the one I saw the most growing up. There's lots of yeah, t- plenty stuff. of uh, plenty of uh, runner-up content. Yeah, we need to continue to pad it for future. Let's have a Friday. bracket. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a bracket of our favorite moments. Let's come up with forty-eight uh, Jason moments. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Fuck it. <laughs> Sixty-four. I'm sure we could. There's there's so many. Mm. Even even the bad movies had good Jason moments. Like Jason X had some good Jason moments. <laughs> Person like, falling on the screw, giant screw machine that was like <laughs> spinning and he like fell on his head. Yeah. Or uh, the guy getting macheted in the wheelchair. In the, oh, yeah. And like falling down the stairs. Which one was that? That was part was two. Part two. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Lots of stuff. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> all right well um it's been fun man hell yeah yeah glad like we got this one to, yeah mixed it up yeah lots of content lots of lots of padding and maybe some vault content but Ooh. we'll see what happens uh stick around for some extra content at the end of this episode uh we'll be talking about football and our our draft (laughs) hopefully some people are into that yeah so if you need to fall asleep maybe you could put that on or if you or if you're like complaining about the nfl there's uh quite a bit of that so yeah yeah so stay tuned it's not over when we say media pod smash off but i am gonna say it right now so media pod smash off the weird thing about draft prep for our league is you could do a regular mock draft uh-huh. and that's horrible draft prep because you have to account for all the keepers that are off the board. Yeah. Meaning that like you have to, like if you're looking at the rankings say, and you're at like 86, you're like, Oh, I'm picking 86. So I'll just pretend like all these guys above 86 are gone. Um, actually there's like 15, 20 keepers probably off the board already which means that you have to subtract that so really there's far fewer guys available right i'm getting it right i I guess you have to bring it down further that's what i meant right yeah it it depends where you are but like people like jamar chase cooper cup and uh justin jefferson they're first rounders right now and their keepers like below the first round so Mm -hmm. um you know, when you get past those guys, you can start where they were normally ranked. Then it's like, oh, okay, that fills in normal. But then, so it's deceiving. Pretty much it means it's it's thinner than it looks. You do a mock draft now, and if that's not who you're going to get in our league, that's not going to happen. Do you do they have mock drafts where you can, like, manipulate it so that it, it, it mocks, like, a keeper league? So you could, like, take people out of the pool? I believe so. Actually, Fantasy Pros, if you pay for it, they have oh. a premium account where you can do Keeper League. And I assume that you can do a mock with your Keeper League and stuff because you can do the, you've used it. I think other people have used it in our league, the mm. Draft Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually plan to do 
I think I'm still thinking about it. I, I'm actually thinking about doing the thing you did last year where you deposit 10 bucks in like FanDuel and then they give you six months free of fantasy pros. Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I might do that in July just to do what you were asking about actually. So I'm hoping so. Cause I want to do that for 10 bucks and see if I can do mock drafts with mm-hmm. our keeper league setup to prepare for the draft. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's really hard to tell. I tried to do it manually recently because I got like a little bit of a fantasy fees, uh, fever because of our keeper deadline, the draft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass when you have to track it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you you kind of have to guess who people are going to take, which is also annoying. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, what I learned from doing that though was that. Um, if Machosik doesn't go running back, running back, um, it's going to be in big trouble, massive trouble. He's already actually at a disadvantage at that point. Yeah. Um, honestly, if I don't take a running back, running back at the end of the first and beginning of second round, I'm in trouble because there's no running backs available. Yeah. They might be ranked lower, you know, they might be ranked lower than a bunch of receivers, but you think guys in our league are going to go, oh, I don't need any running backs. I'll just get all the receivers first and wait. Oh, well, yeah. People right. are going to uh, vulture and cannibalize all the running backs right. early on. There's just not that many to go around. Yeah, our league especially, too, they just, like, we go crazy about running backs in the yeah. draft. So We don't appreciate... Uh, receivers as much as like fantasy experts who are like yeah. they're the safest player but at the same time running backs are like the scarcest position for like top tier scoring yeah talent. yeah so especially with how um committee focused the nfl is that's also a really frustrating one you know you could be a great player in a committee and it's like well when are you going to get fed the ball you know? yeah yeah and it seems to be happening more now since they added the extra game. Yep. Yeah. That just exacerbates it. I mean, yeah. you really need it. It's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, you get to rotate in a lot of um, talented guys. Yeah. And that's brilliant to me. Um, but for fantasy, it sucks. Because, <laughs> again, like, whoever gets the guys that are going to be the guy in their offense, that's that's the ticket. So yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I agree. It'll be fun. All right. Well, let me just mess with some settings here, real quick. Sure. Cause... Move some dials up and down. Yeah. How do you feel about the NFL schedule this year? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't really even look at it all that much. Yeah, there was a lot of hubbub about it this year, which I never. I don't think I ever noticed that in my life and according to johnny it's all about sports betting apparently sports bettors are really into the nfl schedule release is that like a conspiracy or is it just just like it just happened to be a good schedule i guess i guess for like betting lines and odds but like, are people saying like the NFL did this on purpose because they're in bed with all these sports betting things? No, I mean that's or... what that's what I think was saying. Oh, okay. That's where I heard that. I mean, I didn't read it on any like. 
accredited website. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it, so it must be true. I mean, um, it, it is fucked up though that they are involved with all the that stuff now. Yeah, because it makes you wonder. There's so much money in that. Mm-hmm. And if you're a player, why wouldn't you throw a game or do something weird to make way more money than what you're being paid? I mean, yeah. a superstar could probably make way more money out of one game and betting than they could just playing it regular without influences. And then that doesn't even count all the crappier lower paid guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is what it is. I guess yeah. you can't, uh, I mean, what's the point of worrying about it? I mean, the NBA came out with decades of rigged games and no one gave a shit. People are still watching. <laughs> no one cares. Like, and I think that's going on all over, especially if like sports betting is involved. And now that it's like, okay. And like widespread and I guess really big, then yeah, it's definitely yeah. influencing the game and you just have to accept that and believe what you're watching on the TV is, um, totally natural and uh <laughs> intrinsic <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just you, competing for the love of the game just believe that they have integrity oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, there's yeah. no timed fumbling <laughs> there's no timely interceptions there's no timely officiating <laughs> no no timely rule changes by the nfl yeah what do you think about that <laughs> the overtime rule change uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was that both teams get a possession no matter what now. Yeah. Okay. So they can still answer even if the other team gets a, a touchdown. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I heard the argument that like, cause offense is so good now. People were arguing like, if you would, you like, sudden death had become stale because it was like, if you win the toss, you're probably going to win because, you know, it's really easy for offenses to move the ball and score. And then they changed it to the last thing, which was like a compromise between what it is now and sudden death. And so it is what it is. I think I spent enough time and energy on being angry about changes in the NFL (laughs) that now I'm just like, whatever, at least there's football to watch. Yeah, at least there's just something. And fantasy football to play. Yeah, that's true. As long as we have that, they can do whatever they want. Right. I I feel like the first change was fine with overtime, but this one is just a little overboard. It's like they just... I mean, I feel like they just caved to like Twitter pressure (laughs) and like media people because... It's just that one game that was really exciting. I mean, I don't know. It'll be cool to see people like that are really like two good offensive teams battle back and forth, I guess. But it definitely does change things quite a bit. Was there a particular game that? Well, I feel like this was all based off of that Chiefs playoff game from last season. Uh, Chiefs Bills. Oh, like it was an electric game, lots of scoring, and yeah. it just ended because one team got the ball and the other didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think with the way the games evolved or been 
directed to, um, you know, with rule changes and everything that offense is really potent. And I feel like you have to just give everybody a chance because defenses just aren't that good anymore. Like you don't have the 2000 Ravens anymore shutting (laughs) people out. Yeah, they, they need to start getting some killers back on these NFL teams. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just they've just made it really, really hard to play defense um, and really, really easy to pass. So that's, you know, that's a big part of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think um, – I do think this idea of, like, letting one game – make major influences on everything. I think that's really bad. Um, just because people remember it, I don't think that that means that you need to make sweeping changes. That just seems like a really bad formula. Um, yeah. Unless you have like psychos threatening to kill you every single day until you fix it. Then, you know, I don't work in the <laughs> NFL corporate office. So maybe <laughs> well, in order to survive, they had to make those decisions, but. Goodell might. I mean, it's, people really <laughs> fucking hate that guy. <laughs> They've been booing him for years and years. Uh, yeah. He's in a tough spot, though. Yeah, really I, tough spot. I feel bad for him. I mean, eh. he's, there's only so much you could do. I think he's compensated well enough. So, you know. Yeah, feel a little bad for the guy. But some of the decisions he makes... It's, it's almost like the longer you're there, the more people are going to hate you because there's a lot of like big decisions you have to make. And it's a game that has a lot of tradition. And when you change some of those like foundational blocks, it's really, really rough. And this reminds me of the change of the catch rules last year. I think it oh. was because it was the Pittsburgh game before that and some other game. And the fucking Cowboys fans are still talking about the Des Bryant like incompletion <laughs> jesus christ get a fucking life yeah let it go guys My God. that's history it's not um, like not like that seahawks interception that there was five minutes about. left in the game <laughs> well, the game wasn't over it wasn't even close if it was like expiring clock then but still even then it's like that was years ago My yeah, God, for real i i agree um, but but then they changed the they made the funny thing is it appeared to soothe people that they made a change, but all they did was make the catch rules more arbitrary. <laughs> they made them more cloudy that you can't clearly define what's going on. So the officials have more power to make that decision because the people disagree with me. Cause I mean, literally I was at a family um, holiday that year when all this hubbub was going on. It was like the talk of the town. So I was like hearing people talk about that. I never would have pictured caring about NFL rules. And I was <laughs> it sounds like, so much better than politics. And <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was they were like, just as angry. So it was like, just fill in one thing for the other. But um, like those rules were clear to me. Very, very simple. Maintain control to the ground and like through the ground. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Ball pops out, you lose control, done. That's it, it's over. Um, I think it was that. It was like, it was that and like uh, two feet or you take two steps. Um, and that's all very clear. And then now they changed it to like, um, 
if you're making a football move yeah um, this is so extremely dumb. fucking vague because there's no definition for that um there's like a big handful of dot 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 could be this could be that uh-huh. be our guest be our guest like it's just like uh and now they're like oh but but if you're on the sideline it can be two feet in bounds even though you're supposed to make a football move after having two steps yeah or you could have a knee or a butt cheek in bounds and you're fine or if you catch it and you dive this is where everything changed because people were diving with the fucking ball uh-huh. while they were in like running to like and catching it. Uh-huh. So it was that Pittsburgh guy. He dove, but like dropped the ball. It was incomplete. And it was like a big play. And people were like, how's that not a catch? And it's like, <laughs> now they changed the rule and that's a catch because he was diving while he was catching it. How do you know if they're diving and they're falling down? So this is what I mean. Uh-huh. They made it super arbitrary. Did he there's, main- no def- there's no defined rules like before it was it was clear did he maintain control though as he finished his dive i think i can't remember if the ball came out um or if the ball jostled i don't know i think it came out hmm. like his forearm hit the ground and the ball came out or something like that but that was the rule you had to maintain the catch and then to make it worse they went back to historical catches yeah i think to shut people up <laughs> But they said, oh, the Calvin Johnson not touchdown is now a touchdown or would have been. The Des Bryant not a catch would have been a catch now. So, like, I don't think that makes people feel better. Yeah. It's not going to change that game. (laughs) It's just going to piss them off and be like, what the fuck? Why did you guys ever try? And it just reminds me of um, going back to uh, the Rams Buccaneers and like the 2001 NFC championship when all of this started, I think we talked about this on one of your pods before, <laughs> like a year or two ago, not even maybe. Um, but that's when it started. Like they did a booth review upstairs when that uh, wasn't even a thing and overturned a huge play in an NFC championship game. And then they said like, Oh, the ball can't touch the ground. Now when you catch a pass, like near the ground and it started from there. So the NFL just got involved. No one asked them to. And <laughs> they opened up Pandora's yeah. box and it's too late. I was just when they when they changed the catch rule this last time, I was like, fuck you guys. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Did you write an angry letter to Goodell and threaten his life? <laughs> like, is it ironic if like people, the average fan apparently didn't understand the very simple fucking catch rules? So they changed it to make them vague so no one could argue about it anymore and people were happy with it. How does that make sense? Like you, you might not you might not like how some plays unfold in, under the old rules, but the rules were clear cut. Yeah. Very clear. The ball, if the ball's jostling, you don't have control. Right. So that ball could move out of your hand just a little bit while you're rolling on the ground. Incomplete. Sorry. Mm-hmm. you're in the pros fucking get some stick them or something like yeah i mean that seems pretty reasonable oh and another example they showed of like oh this is a catch now mm-hmm. there was a play where a dude um uh he caught the ball he like he caught the ball and was like bobbling it a little bit or something like that i don't know what the hell happened he like ran like eight steps and dropped the ball <laughs> And they call it incomplete. And then they said under the new rule, he fumbled. It was like, 
I don't know. I have to, I would have to see the video again, but it was just ridiculous. Like all these ridiculous plays that now are like catches. I'm like, why would they even bother to do that? Like I'll show all this stuff that people like forgot all about. And now bring it up again and be like, well, see what happened. <laughs> I think they have people in there that are just, you know, like everything is instant gratification and quick. And like, it's like, Oh, we got to change this quickly. Change it quickly. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do that we haven't done? Yeah. Let's go backwards, but make it seem new. Yeah. Or, well, it is new, technically. Just vague. Just really vague. And I don't know how that's better. People are going to get pissed, I feel like. Mm-hmm. How are the new rules better? I don't... Yeah. Anyway, that's... I could Football sit here and just keep that. saying that question <laughs> until I pass out. <laughs> but this is why I just... I don't, I don't even... How do you dev- define a football move? Like this, <laughs> you just have to do an action after you catch the ball. So uh, in that Packer game, um, I actually thought about this, and I like I think I messaged our like fantasy group, and nobody had anything to say about it. Um, not surprisingly, but there was a play during that game. I don't know if you remember it, but uh, one of our like linebackers or something nailed one of the receivers going over the middle. He caught the ball in his fingertips and turned and looked up field. Mm-hmm. And he might have been like just barely on his second step or maybe not quite, mm-hmm. but he he turned up field just barely mm-hmm. and his face was facing up field. And it's like they called it incomplete. That's bullshit. <laughs> I, I don't I really think he remember had two that, steps. But... I think it was two steps two steps he had it in his hands and like his face was turned up field and he got hit like right away mm-hmm. and they called it incomplete but i'm like so what is a football move <laughs> exactly yeah was him not was him looking upfield at the defense not a football move because he's no longer a defenseless receiver All right yeah that's, he's conscious of what's going on that's bullshit yeah, it's just open to whatever they want to call, I guess, now. and Right. That was a smart move for them. Yeah. As long as it works out, because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you think it'll make people happier that now the NFL can just randomly be like, oh, yes, if you're really angry, we can say after the fact, that should have been called differently. And then you'll stop <laughs> tweeting us. Thank you. We're sorry. We're I mean, sorry. I'm sure some people will be happy, but people are going to always find something to bitch about regardless of how many rule changes the NFL makes. So yeah, if they're doing this just for people, then it's a never-ending battle. I think they should be staunch <laughs> and just not be so reactionary. As, as like The league should not be reactionary. I really don't. Yeah. They, should, some of these people should really grow a spine and just, just be like, fuck you guys. This is how it is. <laughs> to and, change it, to change that frequently. Yeah. My God. Yeah. No one's going to know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> people are yeah. probably not going to know that sudden death rule until it might take some fans a couple of years to figure that out. It did sort of like come out of nowhere and then like no one really talked about it i i heard about it on on espn for like a day and then like that was it so yeah it probably will take people like a while to 
Well, it's just weird. It's uh, there's another example of one game changing everything in that for a little while. That was uh, Rams Saints, I think, mm-hmm. and that was the pass interference no call, like blown call or whatever. Um, and I think the Saints ended up losing or something, and the Rams played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, maybe something like that. Um, I remember there'd be like YouTube videos, like people smashing TVs and shit like that, like freaking out. And, um, and you know, a, a blatantly terribly blown call like that makes you wonder, were they playing the line and they wanted to make sure that team lost? Um, but then they changed the rule that you could review inter- uh, pass interference calls. Oh, they never yeah. did that before. Yeah. And now they want to let you review. Like that's totally caving into pressure from people yelling and screaming like yeah that's just you know social media is great for people getting in touch quickly but it's also great for just like a an angry giant snowball coming out an avalanche (laughs) and becoming as large as a like an independence day mothership and smashing into whatever it's aiming at and that's probably what happens to the NFL. <laughs> they're just like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like their headquarters is like shaking and like the walls coming apart. And they <laughs> grab their laptops and they tweet, we're changing the rules. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely personally not into it as much as I used to be years ago. Then um, I just think it is because the game has changed and. You know, it's kind of like the thing they've talked about, like the casual fan versus the diehard football fans. And um, Hmm. I think, you know, I still care about the Packers and stuff, but I'm not like a primetime gamer anymore. I used to, you know, sit down for the primetime games and watch, you know, Sundays used to watch games on Sundays. But so many things happen all the time. It's just like. I don't even know what game I'm watching anymore sometimes, but anyway, things change. No, that's really sad to hear though. (laughs) Things change. (laughs) Some things don't though, like Tecmo and fantasy is relatively the same and uh, football's still recognizable. I mean, yeah, it's still recognizable. (laughs) They still wear helmets and throw around a football. Yeah. It's not quite to the level that the uh, South park parody makes it out to be yet. Right. I haven't seen that. I got to see that. Oh, uh, it was a long time ago when they did that, that episode with a Goodell bot. And um, (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, Fuck. What was I going to say? You can always count on those guys. Yeah. You can always count on those guys to do something. Yeah. That's great. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's still enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and and with how it's changed, though, because of all the things, you know, totality of everything and where it is now, the over- overtime change makes sense. As much as I hate to say it, offenses are too good. So yeah. you kind of are just hoping you win the toss uh, previously, and then you're fucked if you didn't. So... Now both teams will get a shot, and honestly, it'll make for a better, a better show. So I guess really that was an easy decision to make a better product. Yeah. So we'll see. Should be interesting. Should be a lot more stats. People like that. Yes. Yes. Uh, 
what do you think of uh maybe you didn't see it but the the bye weeks came out with the schedule um the week 14 bye has six teams on it yeah yeah um and our friends said that that's because of sports betting what i don't know why yeah what how does that play two times that was told to me that that was because of (laughs) sports betting i don't get it i understand it um because of when they're resting i don't or because they take some primetime games off the off the thing um it's the packers colts falcons saints and the commandos (laughs) that's what i've decided (laughs) i'm gonna start calling them that rolls off the tongue to me better commandos commanders commanders going commando in washington (laughs) i like it i like that much better than commander yeah commando and it's like some shirtless guy with his uh, (laughs) uh, hands on his hips and big bulge in his pants (laughs) big bulge yeah Yeah. jeans on um Um, there really aren't that many relevant teams on that by so true true the teams aren't that great although the colts i do actually think the colts will be pretty good i think matt ryan um I think Matt Ryan uh, still got something in the tank. Uh, he had a shit offensive line in Atlanta, and the pass blocking sucks in Indianapolis. But I think he at least be a good game manager. What are you doing here? Aww. <laughs> shut up. special guest. Shut up. Um, he, he looks up at the wall and sees a ghost and smiles at it. Oh, There's nothing awesome. there. <laughs> There's insulation up there. That's perfect um, for our spooky vibes that we always. He probably have. hears all the screams of the people that were murdered down here. Oh, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a gift. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Uh, um, oh, you said there weren't relevant teams. Um, right. I think the Colts will be good. I think uh, Packers will be good. Um, Falcons will be terrible. Reds. Commandos will be terrible. (laughs) Um, I was going to say the Red Baron pizza um, as an advertisement, but I didn't know if they were still um, uh, sponsoring you. Uh, That's yeah, that's next week actually. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Saints will probably be okay. They got some good players still. Um, Anyway, though, the main point though is for fantasy football. Right. Um, not for the scheduling of the games, but, uh, you know, you got a list of guys, six teams, you got a list of guys that people are going to roster that won't be on that week. Again, I would say <clears throat> how many fantasy relevant players are <laughs> from those teams? Well, let's see if we can name some. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Aaron Jones. If you don't have a backup quarterback to fill in for that guy on that week, then I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> Will they do as good, though? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to be like this year. That's a good point, but uh, it's not just those three. Okay, no, let's, I mean, there's let's, a keep, list. let's keep going. I think, the, I think the trouble comes in where what if you're a guy who has more than just, just this guy on a buy, you know, um, I don't care. So they need to prepare for this in the draft. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron <laughs> Jones, AJ Dillon, 
and then Jonathan Taylor, and then Michael Pittman, and then on the uh, commandos, it's mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. and Antonio Gibson. And then they just drafted a guy who they say is going to get a lot of touches too with Gibson. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about those two guys because they'll be way long injured before this week. True, very true, <laughs> probably. But maybe they'll be healthy by that time. Maybe. Week 14, pretty late <laughs> in the year. But you got eight so far, and that's okay. just between three teams. And then okay. on the Saints, you have Kamara, Michael Thomas, who oh. supposedly should be ready to go finally after having a setback with his ankle. Maybe he won't play, but right now he's a valuable commodity. Um, on draft boards. He's actually a keeper in our league by Aaron already. Um, but then they drafted this new guy named Chris Olave and he's supposed to be a beast. He's from like Ohio state and he's their new receiver and he's supposed to be amazing. Like he's supposed to be able to contribute out of the gate. Mm, um, okay. So that I consider a fantasy relevant guy. Um, so I think we're at 11 here so far. And then who's the next team up here? Um, Falcons, Kyle yeah. Pitts. Really good tight end. He got a thousand yards receiving with nobody to take coverage off him because Calvin Ridley decided I don't play anymore because my anxiety or something. Yeah. On a shitty team. Uh, well, then he um, got caught gambling <laughs> too. <laughs> right. He got bored and then got in bigger trouble. So he's he's throwing millions of dollars down the toilet, I think. Um so we're at eleven guys with Kyle Pitts. Then there's Corderell Patterson, who was being used in that offense a lot. And they're still going to use him in weird ways. And he, he had some pretty big games. He's fantasy relevant. That's your 12th guy. Yeah. Um, 12. And then I don't know if there's anybody else I'm missing on the Falcons. I don't think so. I don't think they have any good running backs, right? Mm, no, no. Just Cordell Patterson. 12 players. And then uh, who else did I say was on that list? Uh, Packers, Falcons, Colts, Saints, Bears. So oh. 12, and now in the Bears, Fields isn't that great yet, but he can run, and he could become more fantasy relevant. But we'll leave him off the we'll leave him off the list. But you still got David Montgomery. So that's your 13th guy. He's a good fantasy player. Darnell Mooney did great oh, last year oh, with a shit quarterback. That's your yes. 14th guy. Yes. Um, so now you're already averaging <sighs> one guy across the league out for everybody. Um, How is that my guy. problem? <laughs> if you have multiple guys on your team. For that's, that. what, that's what you have to look ahead for while you're drafting. 14th guy. We're not done here. We're not through all the teams yet. <laughs> Ooh, who am I missing here? Saints, um, Commandos, Packers, Bears, Colts, Colts. I think it was one more in their division. Let me just check it quick here. Uh, NFL by weeks 2022. Fantasy football diehards, right? Uh, Oh, okay. So I guess that's everybody. Okay. 14. And then, I mean, you got six kickers and defenses off the board, but who gives a shit about that? Um, And then if the Packers new drafted receiver becomes fantasy relevant this year, if Alan Lazard steps it up and becomes fantasy relevant, that's two more guys on the list. Yeah. 
um, and anybody else that we haven't named that becomes fantasy relevant. Yeah. Is added to that list. So it's 14 minimum yeah. and then maybe more. I think the, if it was four teams, then it's like, okay, that list is going to be cut in half, maybe almost in half. If it's two teams, that'd be even better. But now it's six, <laughs> six guys. They, but huh? oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, did we have our rule change about this then? Yeah, majority of the league voted to change the playoffs in light of the release of the NFL schedule. And it sucks. Like nobody wanted to do it, but they felt like the NFL forced our hand, as one person put it. <laughs> because it's like people are like, you know, people like the two week playoff because it's more pure. It's like, okay, like if you're really the good team, you're going to make it through. And someone could argue like you got a draft right, right? Mm-hmm. But is no one like is nobody going to draft Aaron Jones, and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, and all the good players are just going to be off the board. No, like, you just have to play it accordingly. You draft those guys, but you also draft some backups for that five week. Stop being a bunch of pussies. Guys. I guess. <laughs> Stop being a bunch of pussies until it's your team. That's how it works. <laughs> You'll be a total supporter. And then when you have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in your RB1 and flex spot, you'll be like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. I could 100% see that in our league. So no, that's true. You're absolutely right. I would, uh, I'm absolutely willing to change it back next year. Um, if they change that, six teams on by, like not even for fantasy football, but. They didn't even use all the other weeks, I don't think. What the fuck? <laughs> Spread it out. They used to have a week four bye when they had a 17-week uh, season. Now it's like in week six. Like, who decided that? Week four bye is terrible. I mean, that's practically garbage for a resting week. But um, Yeah, anyway, and then you got teams that rest people in week 18, which – isn't as bad, but it's kind of the same thing again. Like people say like, uh, you know, draft accordingly, but then you run into hot water there because it's like you draft players on good teams. And yeah. if you do that and then you put your championship in week 18 <laughs> and then you had Burrow, Mixon or Higgins on your team, they rested all those guys for the playoffs. Yeah. And then you're fucked. And then that person wow. who's in the championship will go nuclear and blow up the chat oh. and go, what the fuck? I'm leaving. And it's like, <laughs> so we're trying to avoid all that drama. <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around fantasy sports. Look, the NFL is just like our fantasy league. <laughs> Little things piss everyone off. Uh, yeah. And then they have to make rule changes. Yep. Rule changes. <laughs> There you go. See, it's all coming full circle. (laughs) Maybe we really do know what it's like. (laughs) We were Roger Goodell the whole time. Um, Do you think this has anything to do with the international games, though? The fact that there are so many all at once in one bye week? Maybe it's just the way it happened to work out? I don't know. I mean, there has to be a reasonable explanation for this. I mean, yeah. You know, allegedly it's because of sports betting. <laughs> How that's connected, I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> can we get can we get a quote on that? I'd like to see how it's related. Uh, sure. Yeah, I can find it for you. Yeah, I think it was uh, like 
a thousand page novel um, of different topics discussed. But um, well, okay. I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's too much trouble, we can. It might be. We don't have to. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing was elaborated. I don't believe that I remember. But of course, you can always find out and maybe discuss in a future episode what the the source, this anonymous source that we already named earlier says. <laughs> um, we'll but, just change it. We'll edit his name out, and uh, he'll I'm just, sure they. I'm sure they got reasons. Uh, but that, yeah. like, why should they care about fantasy football? I mean, why should they give a shit? Really, they should. It's probably good that they don't. Right. Um. So, it's just. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I don't want to go to into a. I don't want to go into a fucking draft with all these guys crossed off my fucking draft board. Yeah. I mean, I get it, Uh, but anyway, it's just, it's all, it's all things. So we left it up to the league to vote and Mm -hmm. people could have voted to keep it the same, but they didn't. So yeah, that's the way we went, but the payout stayed the same. So if there's any, uh, uh, if there's any silver lining for the people that didn't want the playoffs to change, the payouts did not change. Right. ended up remaining the same as it was already going to be. Um, I originally proposed the two extra payouts because I thought, well, we normally pay out for the playoffs. So I thought there should be a couple shares paid out to, you know, the uh, fifth and sixth guys. Um, But I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, our league fits go big or go home. So I think it fits the theme. You're squeaking in now because of just how the format happened to change. And you're not getting anything unless you win. So I kind of like that. Yeah. It's and if you were works. already in and you lose, then fuck you. Win. Yeah. You punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. And, and, you know, the first and second seed, they'll be guaranteed playoff money if they make it. So it's kind of nice, not a ton of money, 75 or a hundred, depending on who takes fourth and third and they get bye weeks in the first round. So there's, you know, there's a little bit of balance there. Right. So I think I kind of like how that works out. It's kind of like, uh, there wasn't really a great situation all around, and now we're just having to accept what the pluses and minuses are because it is what it is. But yeah. week 14 by like, come on, <laughs> just give everyone the week off and week eight and fuck it for Christ's sake. Why not? Yeah. What is, what it, I would like to have someone write a book about NFL bye week. And please, someone tell me the history, the advantage, why it's broken up, why people get it at certain times. I mean, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I read a thing about fans complaining that their team, like, always has Thursday night games. So they have a bunch of, like, short prep weeks and all this kind of stuff. So people are, you know, there's always something to complain about. Yeah. But um, it just sucks. Yeah, 
it just sucks. But and least, nobody's going to be happy. Or I shouldn't say that. Not everyone is going to be happy. No matter what happens. Oh, um, I think our change is a good compromise. Yeah, like I say, I would love to change it back because I actually love two-week playoffs. I don't like one-week playoff. But the good news is in our league, it's actually the parity has become very strong in our league in recent years. Um, we used to be really top-heavy. Mm-hmm with like nine and three teams and uh, nine and three, eight and four teams. And then like a couple, seven and five, six and six, and there'd be a bunch of trash below that. Yeah. Now it's like, everyone's kind of right up in the playoff race, right up near like the last game or two. Yeah. Um, so it kind of feels like top six teams. Like if the top six teams went from this past year, um, the two guys that were on the bubble were actually good teams. So that would have been interesting to see what they could have done, but yeah, we just have to deal with it. And hopefully next year, maybe the scheduling will work out better. Um, or maybe the 16 thing will become permanent. I mean, we're in uncharted territory here, but yeah, yeah, it works out for everyone that wins and doesn't lose because of it. And then you're going to get the rage monster throwing chairs and killing people when, uh, the players are on their team. So this way, it's compromise where not everyone's happy, but we will avoid that. Yeah, no more fatalities. We don't want no any... more fatalities. <laughs> and maybe that's what the NFL avoided. Right. They had right. sniper beams pointing in their offices, and they were sweating bullets while they came up with a compromise. And they're <laughs> calling these snipers or tweeting these snipers, you know, saying like, "Hey, hey, we're working on it. Don't shoot." Don't shoot. We're working on it. Look, we're addressing your specific issue yeah. from that specific game. You'll be okay. Look at all the old footage. We're fixing. We're going to yeah. fix it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, oh, well. Yeah. It'll be, it'll still be a fun time. And I'm really looking forward to the draft. Oh, yeah. That's the best day. Yeah. Best day of the year. I should probably do like a real intro to this. Ooh. So I know when to, uh, you know, start. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So let's do that. Sure, sure. And then we can tack this whole thing on at the end and then we'll figure out how to do that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Make it its own episode. Yeah. The vault episode. Yeah. There you go. Vault. Fantasy football <laughs> vault. You could save it for July or August or whenever you feel like it. Maybe. But then that means we have to do another, another hour of, content right now do we we have it in us nah just edit this in there yeah that seems a little more like it i don't i don't know if i could do another hour of content oh no i mean i have the little book of stupid questions and we could definitely talk some tecmo oh sure yeah we didn't get to do that yet Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Did All you right. want to do your intro? Yeah, or? let me do my intro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Zinger. Uh, okay. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes and VCRs and video rental stores? Is the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? If you want to go back to school, back to the future, or even back to the beach then the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast is for you. 
I'm Tim Williams, the creator and host, and on each episode, I'm joined by a guest co-host as we revisit a different 80s flick to discuss our first-time watch memories, iconic scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. New episodes drop every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast.